You know, when you have those times with your girlfriends where you maybe went on a nice walk together or you met for lunch or you just had a really good phone conversation, whatever it is, you know, that feeling of just really connecting in the moment with a good girlfriend who lifts you up, makes you feel grounded, brings you back to what matters, gives you tips, feels like, hey, we're in this together, we're trying to get through, and you just walk away feeling so fulfilled. I wanted to bring a guest to you guys that would leave you feeling the same way, and I think you will feel that today. I am chatting with a friend that I met through Instagram. She is like you. She's a podcast listener. She's a follower. She reached out to me on through some stories, on some comments, on Instagram, and we just started chatting. And we have since been able to talk in real life, and we recorded this episode. It's a good one. I know y'all are going to love it. Kelsey Sism is a teacher-turned-stay-at-home mom. She and her husband live in a tiny town in Kansas where they are raising their five children. Kelsey is a writer for her blog called Loving Our Lord, where she shares her love for words and her love for God and combines them in a place where she hopes you will find Jesus. Her prayer in writing is that you feel encouraged, supported, less alone, and closer to our Lord. I know you are going to love our conversation today. Come along, friend. Let's grow. You know those days where you just feel so overwhelmed and tired from all the busy and you just want to multiply the time you do have to create more time for intentional words and family dinners and quality time together? And do you just need to know that you really can keep your family close and your faith strong in today's world? Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes, turn right past the paper still out from last week's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. I'm your host, Jennifer, wife to my high school sweetheart, mom of four, and creator of Together Moments, where we took our same worries and figured out the answer to slowing down, keeping family time a priority, and creating deep connection through solid communication, even among all the busy. The answer is to gather moments, and we want to come alongside your family as you lay your foundation. If you're ready for time to slow down, intentional moments to overflow, and all of this to feel easy in your real life, then welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, her favorite subject to teach was American history, Jennifer Zumbiel. Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to remind you that we have our brand new Families That Stick Together Moms community that just opened up over on Facebook. And we are starting from zero. We have some people over there right now, but basically you guys get to help create this the way that you want to. And I think we all need that place where we can just feel like we are in this together as far as raising our kids with strong family values, strong faith values in a world that sometimes wants to teach us otherwise. I would love to see you over there. Go click at Strong and Faith-Filled Families for Today's Mom over on Facebook and come join our group. Join the conversation. Participate. I'd love to get to know you over there and we can chat about what happens over here but in a more intimate way like we are just sitting down as friends. 
Kelsey, welcome to Families That Stick Together. I am so excited to share you with our guest today. Thanks for being here. Yes, thank you so much. I'm excited to talk today. Well, let's get started with what you love to do, which is write for your blog. You love to write. You have a blog called Loving Our Lord, where you share everyday moments as a stay-at-home mom. Tell us about your family, Kelsey, and tell us how your family inspires your writings. Sure. Yeah. So I was a teacher. I taught middle school and elementary for 10 years before making the decision to quit, to stay at home and to be open to whatever it was that God had next for, for me and for our family, even though I was very unsure of what that meant at the time. And it has been such a blessing and God has worked through that in so many different ways. And honored that leap of faith and that step of obedience and um, just really been present through all of that. So um, currently my kids, I have our oldest daughter is a freshman in high school. Then we have a sixth grade boy and a third grade boy. And then I have a little girl who's in kindergarten and loving every second of that. And then I have my little sidekick who's home with me. He is two and pretty much does everything with me. And we actually, I don't think I, I told you this, but we do have another one coming in July. So we have a new baby on the way too. Uh, so right now we have five kids ages 15 to two and one more on the way. So I am literally in every phase of parenting or come July, I'll add that newborn phase back in there and we'll be in every phase again. Okay. Okay. I have to jump in here before you continue telling us how sure. they all inspire your writings, but wow. Congratulations. You did not tell me that. I'm so excited. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We had the last year and a half, we've lost two pregnancies. And so it has been a bit of a rocky road and I'm 18 weeks now and finally feeling comfortable with like talking and saying that we have a baby coming. So oh, yeah, well, things praise are Jesus. looking good so well. Yes. Yes. It's been, yeah. Awesome. So far healthy baby. So yeah. And so with having kids at pretty much every phase of childhood, just watching them grow and seeing the things that they encounter. It's just really teaching me a lot about not just parenting, but just life in general. And God uses what's happening in their lives to teach me lessons in my own life. And that's just been, just been an interesting way to grow my own faith is through watching them. Oh, I completely agree. It's so amazing when you look at life through the perspective of your children's eyes and how much it opens the world to you differently than, you know, if you just pause and stop and really see it the way they do. I, I love just pulling my own experiences and helping my kids with their stories or with their issues by sharing my stories. Like I know you do. And, and I think that through like watching my kids, God speaks through my kids to me. You know, I watch my preschooler on the playground a few years ago. I remember this moment very clearly. And she was so scared to like reach for the next bar and to do the monkey bars and to 
you know, she was just really afraid of that and, and working through that with her and like teaching her, Hey, it's okay to be afraid, but you still got to do it. Or the swimming pool, diving off the diving board. That always makes me think of that too. And every time those moments happen, I just hear God say to me, Kelsey, like you can do this too. Like you're afraid of this, whatever this might be at that moment of my life, but I need you to trust me and I need you to do it anyway. And so it just always amazes me how God can take what my kids are going through and speak straight to me and apply it to what I need to hear for my own life and my own situations. Oh, that's really well said. I know all of us as moms can think of those moments with our kids and we just stop and think, wow, this is just a beautiful moment of teaching me so much. And speaking of God using people and things to teach us, you love to talk about seasons. And I love that to read that in your writing. As we record this, winter is coming to a close for many of our listeners. Spring is around the corner. And you recently shared a piece on Instagram about how how no season is wasted. And even snow has a purpose, which caught me because I like to think snow does not have a purpose, but I, I really, (laughs) what you said really touched me. I'd love for you to talk about that with us and what that means that specifically in motherhood and marriage. Yeah. Uh, I don't like snow either. I don't, I don't like winter and every winter I complain about it. And every winter, my husband looks at me and says, Kelsey, we live in Kansas. Like you're going to get snow. You're going to have winter. It's the way it is. And uh, that still hasn't stopped me from complaining or disliking winter that much. But just the last couple of weeks, I was, we had some snow in the forecast. And of course, my first thought is just, oh, no, I don't want snow. Uh, but we also, the area that we live in right now is very dry and we are in desperate need of moisture. And God just really kind of slapped me in the face and said, "Um, Kelsey, snow is moisture and you need that right now. So stop wishing away or praying away what you really need. And I think that that can be so true in our lives because we go through seasons where we experience things we don't want and we wish them away and we pray them away. And God can use even those seasons to grow us and to teach us and to bring us closer to him. And when I think about motherhood, uh, I really think about the seasons where I have to watch my kids struggle. And the older they get, the harder that is. Because when they're little and you know they're struggling through something, I can really step in and intervene and I can help them through that and guide them through that. But the older they get, the more I realize I have to let them struggle through things sometimes. I can't always fix and solve and take care of it. And that's really hard to do. Whether that means friendship issues or schoolwork or sports or managing their emotions, I have to sit in that season of struggle. And I can still offer guidance and support and love, but I also have to let them work through some things on their own. And so that's that snow, that's that part of motherhood I don't like to experience, but I can also trust at the same time that through those experiences, God is building their character and mine really, and teaching us both something in those seasons of struggle that they're going to need later in life to make them more resilient. Yeah, that's a really good perspective on that. I, It, it makes me think too, like, 
you know, when our, we watch our children go through those things, it is so easy when they're little to take on the mama bear role and just fix the things for them. That's what you're used to doing. And that's what we should do when they're little. And then those transition years of giving them more independence and helping them figure out who they are are when it gets difficult. And I don't think we talk about that enough as mothers and know that like that's coming up for one thing. And then also how to even deal with that and, and watch our children go through that. Yes, there are certainly going to be times where we have to step in and offer that. But then, yeah, when it's friend situations or school or trying to figure out what they enjoy doing and tough things with that comes with all those things, you got to watch them fail. And that's hard. It is. It is. And just, it teaches me a lot of times that I can't be there. I guess I can't be their Holy spirit, you know, and that they have to find their own way, whether it's school or friendships or things like that, but also as far as their faith goes. And, you know, I want to kind of come with them and say, well, let's, you know, you know, do this, pray about this, this Bible verse says that. And, and that's great. And I need to do that kind of stuff. That's part of Christian motherhood, but I also have to leave space for them to find that themselves a little bit as well. And in that God's teaching me to trust more in him as well. And God, you love my kids. You don't want my kids to suffer, but you do want them to become resilient and to come closer to you. And I might have to step back a little bit so that they can do those things. Yeah. None of us like that season of snow. (laughs) For sure. But spring is coming right after that snow, right? Yes. Thank goodness. You and I, Kelsey, have chatted before. Um, You helped me with some market research for my own business with Together. And one thing you said to me really stuck out on one of those calls. You said, we always think time is the problem. Like if I had more time, I'd do this and that and I'd do it better. But you said time isn't the problem. It's what we do with that time and how we use it. I agree with this so much. I talk about it a lot on here and I want to chat about this with you because all of us sitting here are at different stages of motherhood, but no doubt we all dream of having more time. But I'd love to know how you have figured out to bring more time to your family just because you have figured out how to be more intentional with the time you already have. Yeah, I just, and it's nothing that I have done like, oh, I have to figure out how to squeeze the most out of every drop kind of thing. It just happened naturally. But one of the things that I think is making the most out of car rides. Okay. So I have in the fall, I have four kids involved in four different activities, which requires practices and work schedules and all these different things. And none of them at that point were able to drive themselves. So that means I basically have a part-time job as an Uber driver. And so I am constantly running people around and it gets really frustrating. Sometimes I just, I get so drained by the constant pickup drop-off and all of that car time. But I think something we can do is we can use that car time to connect with our kids, especially if 
I'm running one kid at a time. You know, if dad's home with the others and I'm running this one to practice or he's got some others and I've got one kid in my car with me, it's a great time to be able to ask questions and to talk. And we only have about 10 minutes of a drive to and from where most of their activities are. But in those 10 minutes, I can talk to them about what's going on at school, how their day is. I can ask them, hey, what are you doing in science class right now? Or, you know, anything like that. Just a good chance to check in with them. It's a short, quick amount of time so they don't feel like I'm in any way lecturing them or carving out this weird, awkward time to make them talk to me. But it seems to be just a natural place where conversations can happen. Okay. Two things there. I can't believe I have never called myself a part-time Uber driver. <laughs> right? That's kind of what we are. It's so true. Okay. And second, um, I am going to have to send you the Together for Road Trips downloadable version. Um, it's free on our website for anyone listening. It's at togethermoments.com slash free, but it's a fun little thing you can print at home and have in your car. I think you guys will love it. Yes, that would be great. We're taking a little small trip over spring break. So that would be good to occupy. Awesome. Okay. I'll send that to you. And then the last thing I want to know is share with us a a story of a moment. I know I'm putting you on the spot here, a moment in the car that really stands out to you as like, I don't know, something that was just a really sweet moment shared between you and one of your children that you know that car ride created for you. Well, I see it a lot with my oldest daughter. We live in a small town. And so some appointments like orthodontist and things like that, we have to drive a significant distance, an hour or more to get to those. And I have always cherished that time because it's just whichever kid, all three three of the oldest have had to go to the orthodontist for consults. Uh, And so it's just a special time that we get to spend together. And usually because we have to drive so far, we have to go grab something to eat before we can come back home and letting them pick, hey, where do you want to go? Wherever you want. And just like my son, the the third grader um, on his orthodontist consult trip, we afterwards went to a little taco shop that one of the receptionists at the orthodontist office had told us about. And he is constantly talking about that. He's always like, well, mom, maybe we can go back to that, that taco place that we went to when we went to go to the ortho appointment. And it's just, it's a special memory that he has with me that nobody else does. And super simple. It, I mean, it was just a little shop, didn't cost a lot. We were already there anyway. I didn't have to make any extra kind of effort to do anything, but it just meant to the world to him, especially in a bigger family to have that opportunity for choice. And like, I get to decide today. And that, that was just kind of a really cool thing and appreciate that moment. I think you just said something so important. You said this was a special memory he has that no one else has. And that matters, especially in a bigger family. I think that cannot be forgotten in our moments of motherhood, that that all these things we do one-on-one are so special. That's so sweet. It actually took me immediately back to my, my 10-year-old has seen an eye surgeon since she was one. And it's uh, quite a ways away as well, not an hour, but it's, you know, a, an, 
adventure to get there because then we'll stay. And um, she thinks we took a little road trip and we go and go to this bagel shop all the time. And then we found this park nearby. So our, our time would always be where Julia and I would go to the eye doctor appointment, go grab the bagels and go to this park for lunch. And it was such a special thing that one summer she actually wanted her best friend to come with us and asked if she could ride with us and go to this appointment because she wanted to show her what she got to do. And it was just sweet. And I I think those one-on-one times that we have that we think we're just throwing into our day as moms, we can pause and be so much more like take it to heart and we're already being intentional. So just to notice that and remember and see how valuable it is to our child. Yeah, definitely. And I think that they, they come in those moments too, like when you have that more, that longer, I guess that longer time period to be together, you know, the, the 30 to, to minutes to an hour, whatever it might be that half a day trip to an appointment or something. But I also think we can find them in like everyday moments as well. I know my kindergartner, she, I I can tell when she needs a mom minute because she gets whiny and she gets clingy and complains about being bored. And, you know, oftentimes it's not at a very great time for me. Like when they get home from school, they have their snack. It's time for me to start getting things together to make supper. And just this past week, she's like, no, mom, play a board game with me. Mom, come read me a book. Like she wanted me. She wanted my time. But it really wasn't possible at that moment because there were things I needed to do. I needed to get supper going so that we could eat. And so instead of just saying, no, wait, we'll do it later. I just invited her into my need to. So I need to make supper. Hey, Jayla, you want to come help me? I mean, I was making cheesy potatoes. She can dump the cheese in. She can stir. She can go run and get me an ingredient from the fridge. So just really taking advantage of those daily kind of moments too, to involve them and recognizing that it doesn't always have to be a big chunk of time. Uh, And when I do those little things, like she helped me make those potatoes the other night, and then she was very content to go off and find her brother and go outside and play and, and do things like that. But she just really needed some time to be with me and beside me. And so allowing her to do that and inviting her into what I'm already need to be doing was really, really helpful. And I'm not always, I don't, I don't want to come across as like, I always do these things. <laughs> I'm always great at this, but I have been since we talked the other day, I have been just thinking about that more and how can I be so much more intentional with the time I already have. I think that's so great. You just said that because I agree. I, I sit here week after week talking about exactly what you're saying, find it in the moments. We're here to gather moments and it can be the small things. And, but we all have those days where it's crazy chaotic and, and we didn't connect, but that's awesome because you, you do know already that, and I don't have to tell you this, but that it's okay when those days go awry and nothing goes according to plan because you have those moments that your children know they can count on you for, that you will invite them into your world to help you with what needs to be done and they can get their mom minute, which I loved how you said that. But yeah, I think that's why I sit here with 
guests and I, I share stories in my own life because we need to see that none of us are perfect, but there is a way to figure it out and be more intentional and build our families the way God really wants us to. And he doesn't expect us to not go to all the basketball games this week or Mm -hmm. not to get to all that laundry or run to all the doctor's appointments. But he wants us, he wants to see that, you know, we're showing up, which is what you're doing, what I'm doing, what we're all striving to do. And I appreciate you sharing that realness here. And I do also feel like it's important because I've been listening to podcasts like this. And I've been thinking, oh my goodness, I'm such a failure. I don't do that kind of stuff. Why didn't I think of that? How come I'm not doing those things? And I think it's important for us as moms to recognize that we're not all the same. And like you said, we have different schedules and busyness and different things that consume us. But I think that maybe even before we start thinking about, oh, I'm going to make a list of how I can be intentional about you know, making these moments with my kids, that we can go to God first. And we can say, hey, God, I really want to be intentional about this. Will you just place moments in my day that I don't necessarily have to think about, but that I can still use to connect with my kids? Because like you said just a minute ago, that's what God wants us to do. That's what he wants to see in our families is that connection and love and support. And so if we go to him in prayer first, I think he's going to give us those opportunities without us having to really put forth all of this effort into trying to be everything. What a great prayer request. I love that. God, just please, Lord, have these moments show up in my day where I can go all in and and bless me with those small moments I didn't expect, right? We just talked about with Kelsey how, you know, time isn't always the problem. It's not that if we had more of it, we could do better things. It's what we do with that time and how we use it. And how often do you sit there and say, I will do better with the intentional conversation tomorrow, or I'll do better with the words I choose, or the moment I have, or when it's a pretty day, we'll do this and we'll make family time here. I'm here to help you make those moments happen a little easier and feel a little more natural so that when you have those words you want to speak, it it doesn't come from a place of feeling awkward or just out of the blue you want to speak these because what we do is we hand you the tool that you can take home and all you have to do is peel a sticker to talk and if you have not tried these yet i just want to encourage you to bring these to your family and if you don't like them if they don't bring you the most meaningful moments and a way to speak the words that matter in those short small moments you do have then send it back i'll refund your money even if you've used some of the stickers But I know that this will work for your family because I know it has to work for mine as well. And whether you choose together for family dinner, together for date night, placemats together to grow, or note cards, any of these things, you will be able to easily speak the words that matter in non-intimidating, very natural ways that gets your whole family involved and really connects you even closer. Go to togethermoments.com and order any of those products for your family today. This bonus question with Kelsey comes to us from Together for Date Night and the Say the L Word category. This sticker says, one of the most valuable lessons one of my parents taught me was, 
All right. Yeah. Um, I think the one of the most valuable lessons my parents taught me is to both work hard and show up for your kids. Um, I grew up on a dairy farm, and so my dad would be up way earlier than we were. He'd be out milking cows and in the barn, but he'd always stop. And when it was time for us to get ready for school, he would come back to the house. He'd make us breakfast, make sure we were all ready to go for school. So always kind of showing up in that spot. And my my mom, she worked either 45 minutes or later, um, an hour and 45 minutes away from our hometown. And so she was on the road a lot and very busy with work, but she still made sure to get to all of our games, events, competitions, performances, whatever we were involved in, my parents were there. And so I think just seeing the way that they both worked hard at their jobs and showed up to support their kids has really taught me a lot about what I wanna do for my kids. Absolutely, when we look back, we can see that our parents, they worked hard, they sacrificed, they did all those things. And I didn't know you grew up on a farm. Yeah, yeah, we had dairy cows, which was interesting. One thing you just said there also was, I can listen to these podcasts or read these things and think, oh gosh, I'm not, I'm failing or I'm not doing it right because they're doing it this way. No, I, yeah, I I think that's good to bring up because I don't want anyone to ever sit here and think, well, I don't do it that way. That's great. Don't do it my way. Do it the way that works for your family. And, and that is, you know, uh, I hate that we live in a culture where social media has taken over so much and twisted all of us to compare so much. Um, and that's, there's such a gift in learning from one another, but then that line can be crossed of comparing. And I pray that this is a place where people really do learn from each other and not feel inferior or like they haven't been able to do it. Because I also think that this is a place where in your blog as well, and any place we look to just trying to share what they do is that hopefully they're just quick things you can implement right away. So it's okay if you haven't done them, because guess what? You can start, (laughs) you can start today. And one thing that that leads to is Something that you told me, you told me your husband has a very sweet tradition with your children to get one-on-one time with them. And when you shared this with me, I thought it was just so thoughtful, unique. And I want you to share this with our listeners and tell us about some other traditions your family has created that have helped you all to grow and stay strong with your very busy schedules. And I will say to our listeners, (laughs) friend, this is just for you to get some ideas from. And hopefully this stirs in you some awesome things that your family does where you think, oh yeah, we do that really cool thing too. I didn't think it was that great, but yeah, it is unique and it's wonderful to us. So tell us what you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know how long ago my husband started doing it, but I noticed that on his, we have a shared calendar and on his calendar, it would always list the kids as half birthdays. And he has started to on their half birthday, he takes them for just a little treat. So if he's got a busy evening scheduled, he might say, Hey, today's your half birthday. Let's go. Let's go get something before school. You can come with me. He always goes to school early. Anyway, we'll get you a donut and you can hang out with me in my office and, you know, just something special. Sometimes he'll pick them up from school or have them walk to his office after school. 
go get a soda after school and you know, just they get to ride home with him that day instead of on the bus. It's just such little things to make them realize that dad is thinking about them and noticed that it's their half birthday. And they look forward to it all the time. And as soon as one kid has a half birthday, they're like, when's my half birthday? I want to know. And it's not something they expect because our half birthdays aren't something we really plan out or think about a whole lot. So it's usually comes as a bit of a surprise, like, oh yeah, it is my half birthday. That's awesome. So it's just, yeah, just something little that he does. It doesn't cost a lot. It doesn't take a lot of time, but it just, just recognizes them. And it's yeah, super, super sweet. And they always look forward to it. And you asked about other things that we do. I just think that eating together is our big thing. And that sounds so simple, but both my husband and I grew up that we always had meals together and food is a big part of our life. We like to cook. We like to try new things at home. And so making sure that every day there is a meal that's available for us to all eat together. That does not mean we all sit down at the same time and eat. You know, my husband is gone in the evenings. A kid has practice, but my kids also know that if you are at our house, when it's mealtime, we're going to sit down at the table and we're going to eat together. And just being intentional about that, I think gives us one moment in our day when whoever's in the house will be together face-to-face looking at each other. Sometimes that's not good. Sometimes uh, mealtime is a little crazy and we can be kind of cranky, but it gives us a chance to connect. And honestly, we have been using your to gather stickers for family dinner and the kids absolutely love them. They ask if we can do them every night. I kind of have to limit because if every kid gets to pick a sticker, you know, we've got five of them. So that's, that's a lot of conversation happening. So we usually do two each night and they take turns who gets to pick them, but it's just been, it's been so great because even though, so those stickers, they don't just have a response bond to what the sticker is asking, but then other conversations spark as well. And it just gets us talking and leads to other things. And I've also noticed this is kind of a side effect. I don't know if you're aware that you've been able to do this in my life, but I'm finding that they have less time to complain about each other and about my food if we are talking about what the sticker is leading us to talk about. So that's been kind of a pleasant side effect that we've been able to experience. That is hilarious. And I'm going (laughs) to use that as my new marketing. (laughs) Right? Yes. Less fighting, more talking. (laughs) Burnt dinner. Who cares? They won't miss. That's so sweet. Oh, I love that. I, that just, makes me so happy. I, I love thinking that what sat in my house waiting to go to someone else's is now sitting in your table on your table and your family is loving it. And it's just bringing you guys together. Like that is such a gift for me. Thank you for sharing that. You know, as a writer, you don't know who's reading your stuff all the time. You don't know how it's impacting them. And I, I'd love to say every customer shares a story with me, but you just, you know, people don't. And when you do that really blesses me. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. We love it. The kids love it. Kelsey, I know we could sit here all day and talk, but we're going to wrap this up. Tell us what is your hope for mothers who stop by your blog or who follow you on social media? 
Well, my first hope is that they always find Jesus. That is why I write. That is who I write for. And so I hope that the words and the stories I share always point to God and that they encourage women to see him in their own lives. Um, my blog and my social media pages, they're not a how-to guide for how to do life right, how to be a good Christian, how to be a good mom. That's that's not where I'm at. They are simply a reflection of how I do life with God and the ways that he speaks to me in little ways and everyday moments. And I hope that when my readers come to those places on social media and on the website, that they can learn to find him in similar ways in their own lives. That's, that's just really important to me. And I write about what God is teaching me through being a wife and being a mom. But I also try to write about the hard stuff too, because uh, I do not think that as Christians, we're entitled to an easy life. And I not always had easy, happy, wonderful you know, carefree moments, there's, there's hard stuff too, and there's struggles too. And so I really try to encourage people through that too, that God is using even those seasons to work in their lives. So I guess kind of in general, my hope for people who stop by is that they would not only see how God is working in my life, but also that they would be encouraged to seek him on their own journeys of faith and how they can connect with God on a daily basis in their lives too. Well, I would definitely say you are accomplishing that. You're blessing so many people with your words. And for our listeners who go and stop at your blog, they should know that you do something nice where you write how long it takes to read it. <laughs> because I know, isn't that? Yeah. it's wonderful because then you know, okay, I can read this one really quickly. I want to come back to this one. I can yeah. sneak this in, in the carpool line, whatever. Yeah, I love that feature. It's so nice because I often look for that when I read other people too. <laughs> because yeah, we're busy moms. We don't have we don't have a ton of time to sit. That and... is the truth. <laughs> okay, yeah. Kelsey. And the last question I want to ask you is the question I ask every guest. What's one thing helping your family stick together right now? Okay, well, this is gonna sound very advertising, but I promise it's not, okay? But it is it's your stickers. They really truly have been so great for us. It's just, it's fun to be able to sit and to talk about those things. And like I said, it focuses, it focuses our mealtime and our conversation so that we are talking with each other and not just going through what's ahead this week. Okay. Who's going where and when, and how are you getting there? But it, it allows us, we still do some of that at mealtime. It is our, our kind of focus time for what's ahead, but it just lets us, just lets us connect in different ways too. So it really is. I really appreciate them. Thank you, Kelsey. Thanks for sharing that. I love again that you guys are sitting there doing that. And my hope always for these stickers is that it really becomes such a natural moment in your day where then you don't need the stickers anymore because mm -hmm your family has become just so comfortable with asking those kinds of questions and speaking those words to one another and sharing a risk I took that made me proud or sharing what today made me say, God did that. 
And then that carries over into those moments in the car and sitting at the little taco shop. And so that is what my prayer has always been for those stickers. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's, that's what they're going to do. No, no, thank you. All right, Kelsey, let's just wrap up with telling everyone how they can find you and connect with you. Sure. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, My website is lovingourlord.com. And if you are on the website, you can sure join our email family, which I would really love because I am learning that email is such an awesome way to connect with people. Social media is great, but I feel like email allows us to be a little bit more personal. And I send out uh, what I call a love letter every two weeks. And it's got, I'll send you, just say hi, check in, send some faith-filled encouragement and share a little bit about something I'm loving. I always like to feature a podcast or a book or a Bible study or sometimes a recipe or just something that I'm loving that I think that, you know, my readers might also find valuable. So I just, I enjoy that personal connection. I always look forward to getting replies to those emails of people who just say hi and kind of let me into their lives too. I think that's awesome. And then on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey.sism. That's S-C-I-S-M. I noticed that, I know that's kind of a hard name. I always say it's sism like scissors. So Kelsey.sism. And then also you can find me on Facebook at Loving Our Lord with Kelsey Sism. Excellent. Well, I hope everyone runs over there and you are able to just fill their hearts with all your goodness from your motherhood and your growing family of eight. So wonderful. Congratulations again. I'm really excited to watch that journey unfold for your beautiful family. Thanks for being here, Kelsey. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to talk. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.